Welcome to Harvest Australia Church Podcast. We're so glad you're listening today. We pray this blesses you and encourages you. And if you want to get in touch with us or find out more about our ministry, please check out our website or social media. We pray you have a great day. Hey, let's, uh, well, let's pray, hey. Lord, we, we ask this morning that you would speak to us. Lord, that you would increase us in your kingdom. You would increase us in your love and in your power and presence. And Lord, we pray that things that you deposit today, even right now by your spirit, Lord, would be valuable this week, valuable this month. And Lord, we pray that you would even release your presence right now, Holy Spirit, that you would relieve sicknesses, Lord, that you'd relieve pain. By your spirit, Lord, that you would do great things in our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, today, I want to um, share on the journey or the destination. And there's a lot, a lot being talked about these days uh, about this kind of topic. And I want to take it from a particular angle. But um, one of the things in this modern day where... Um, I was only listening to it, watching something the other day. Actually, it was watching something, and it was just sort of a, a real punchy one-minute clip talking about, and it was a guy who's traveled the earth, and he's done pretty phenomenal things, and his slogans are pretty much, you can do anything. You can do whatever you want. Um, and, and that's a kind of a modern theme the last decade or two. It's, it's been a real um, motto and theme and inspiration for adolescence, and, and for, but for all all people, uh, the theme of you can do anything you want, you can achieve anything you want, and it's a great theme and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, what I want to do today is add a little bit to that about the, des- the journey of getting to that kind of destination and that it's not just about um, perhaps one-time experiences because when I look at that guy, I think, wow, it's phenomenal what he's done, but it's all just for himself. It's all for himself. And uh, okay, there's nothing really wrong with that. Um, and maybe he does other stuff, but he doesn't show. But his one-minute thing is all about me, 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 I, 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 I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And if our destination's goal, if our vision of our life is all about me, then we've probably got it a little bit centered wrong, haven't we? Because our life is about him. When we, when we got born again, when we got saved... Uh, when we realized Jesus is our savior, we gave away the right to be selfish. We gave away that right to be selfish. Now, sometimes it jumps back on us sometimes, doesn't it? It kind of creeps up on us and attaches its claws to us and we become a bit selfish again for a moment. And then maybe we have a realization or the Holy Spirit works through our conscience and begins to just tap us on the shoulder and say, hey, that's really kind of self-centered. Now, this is not an an anti-bless-yourself sermon. Don't worry. We believe in that. We do that. We enjoy that. But if, if the modern theme of today's um, uh, world, you know, the spirit of the age, if you like, is you can do anything and it's, and it's all for you and you need to get out there and do whatever you can to make yourself happy and satisfied, then it, the destination is really kind of empty. Because there's got to be more to our lives than just fulfilling some happy needs of myself. There's got to be more to it than that. 
That's part of it, and that comes out of a rightful living. Uh, but ultimately, that, that is only one very minor piece of the puzzle. So today, I want to talk about the journey, the journey that we travel on. And uh, this, you know, this might sound like a really, really long sermon, the journey. We'll go through the whole journey. But this could be you know, one of my shortest, all right? So just, just breathe, just relax, and enjoy the ride. But I want to talk about the journey. The journey is... A journey of growth and of building, and it, it's often traveling, isn't it? But if you look at it, of growth and building, the Bible talks a lot about building, and it talks a lot about the journey that we travel on. We see, even in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, we see the lives of believers was very much about the journey that they traveled, not so much about the destination, uh, if you look at the Israelites, for example, their journey, 40 years, what could have taken a couple of weeks, we don't want to live our lives like that, where God's speaking to us and he's giving us hints along the way and he, he maybe he's trying to, to get through to us as a, as a people, but it takes 40 years, what could have taken two weeks. I mean, when I first heard that, I actually didn't believe that. I thought, no, that, that is impossible that... A million or two or three million, how many ever millions it were, people who believed in God could travel around in the desert for 40 years on a journey that really only needed to take a few weeks. I mean, it's staggering. But this, this is what happens when we become insular, when we become self-centered. The journey of life fulfillment takes a whole lot longer. When actually he wants to bring about, and interesting, if we look at the Israelites, their journey, it, all it needed for fast-tracking the journey was obedience. That's, that's, what, that's a requirement. So if our destination, if our destiny, is, if our vision, our goal of our life keeps eluding us, then maybe have a look at the area of our obedience and our self-centeredness. Because for some reason, God loves to bring about circumstances that will grow us into his nature and take us from our fleshly nature. And so the journey is really important. Um, we could look at a whole lot of you know, uh, men and women of the Old Testament in particular, look at their journeys. But I think you've got that knowledge already. What I want to do today is just bring out a couple of things that happen in the journey. And I think there's three main things that, that I look at. Uh, one is transformation. There's a process of transformation that happens when we're in this life's journey. And we're journeying toward a destination. Our destination is eternity. If we know Jesus and we love him, our destination is eternity. It's heaven. It's when we're going to be with Jesus and it's the fulfillment of life. So some people who maybe can't travel the world and, and put a one-minute YouTube clip up with all their fantastic you know, things that they've achieved for themselves, they, they, they actually have a greater reward, they have a greater inheritance waiting for them perhaps than someone who spends their whole life doing that and for, seemingly fulfilling all of these natural desires for a self-centered outcome. The destination there can be kind of empty. And because we're only flesh and blood, we're, we're, we, we have a certain lifespan, we have certain limitations. And so even though these things are fun and they're enjoyable and we want that to be a part of our life, don't get me wrong. If, that is part the, is, if that's the destination, it's short-lived. It's very short-lived. And so 
It's ongoing transformation is a part of our lives. Philippians 1.6 says this, I'm sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He loves bringing that growth. And that's really the second area that I see on our life's journey. The first one's transformation. And the second one is growth. The, the, the third one, I think, that is a really interesting area, it's a couple areas, is experience and influence. When we journey well, he allows us to gain experience and he gives us influence in that experience area. It's just like if you've gone to university or if you study anything or you work through in your career or in any area of life or even in family. You begin to get a lot of experience in that area. And with that experience, people begin to trust your experience. It's interesting on social media to see how many people have PhDs in just about everything known to mankind. And they're an authority on everything. And, and it's, it's such strong comments come through on topics that, that people have spent very, very little amount of time studying or researching. Uh, but, you know, that's part of the world we live in. So we actually have uh, an obligation to find out what is right. We have an obligation to gain experience in life and in the Word of God and in seeing what God wants to do with us. And then he'll actually trust us with influence. And um, most of us want to be trusted with influence, don't we? Most of us do if, we, if we're honest. Because having influence means actually we're out, something that God's doing in us will have an effect on other people. It's that multiplying anointing. And so those three areas I think are key. Going back to transformation for a moment, Romans 12.2, very uh, famous verse these days is do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I think this is a, a pattern for our lives of ongoing transformation. We were transformed at salvation, but we are ongoing transformed human beings. We're being transformed ongoing. And so when we look at our journey, don't be frustrated that you haven't reached the destination. Don't be frustrated that your set goals you haven't reached by your a certain age. or Don't be disappointed by some of those things. Now, we can be, have a self-analysis and look at various areas of our lives and see what's going on, what's not going on. But so often we live almost in a perpetual frustration that our life's purpose isn't being fulfilled. But that in and of itself is, is, is a really frustrating place to be. So when we actually take stock and we look at our journey and we say, all right, what's God doing? What's he doing with me? What is, what is he doing? What is he saying? What has he planted in my life? And we look at our journey and say, actually, I've come a long way. And we begin to look at it from a jar, jar half empty or a glass half empty. And we take stock of those things and we say, okay, I'm a work in progress. He's still working out his transformation in my life. And then we apply the word of God to it and we begin to step out in faith. We begin to look at our lives and say, all right, Lord, I'd love to see that area transformed. I'd love to see that area transformed. Or I'd love to see this area transformed. And instead of perpetually being disappointed with our, with our non-outcomes, we begin to look at what he is doing and we begin to almost prophesy into our situation 
Romans 12 too and say, Lord, please bring transformation in my finances. Please bring transformation in my mind. Please bring transformation in my level of faith. Please bring transformation in my relationships. Please bring transformation in the vision of my life or my life's goals because maybe I keep tripping up at the same areas. And we apply the Word of God. The Word of God becomes a reality for us. And this is where the rubber hits the road for me. It's, it's easy to read this stuff and, and even speak on it, but the rubber hits the road on do we apply the Word of God? Do we apply the Word of God to our lives? When I read things like this, that's when I'm reminded that the power of the Word of God to break circumstances in our life is a reality. It's an absolute reality. The, the issue of exercising our faith, our faith connects with the Word and brings it to life and catalyzes it so that it's actually living and breathing. And John 1 talks about that, about in the beginning was the Word, and, and He is the Word. So somehow, mystically, supernaturally, the Word and Spirit are mixed together. And when we attach our faith to it, we get to join in on the party and bring it alive. And so whatever situation you're going through now, or maybe you're believing for other things, maybe the journey for you, you haven't been seeing some of those things that you thought you should be seeing by this certain time of life then apply the Word of God and ask Him to bring about that transformation. Bring about that transformation. Lord, and, and pray Romans 12 too, over your life. Lord, I want to see transformation in these areas. And you might be surprised. He might bring people along that encourage you in that area. He, you might. You know, it's amazing how often... Um, when God's doing something in your life, you might throw on even Christian TV or listen to a podcast and, and it just happens to be the relevant topic. I mean, just about everyone in the room probably has had that experience. That's God saying something. It's God saying something. And um, now I was going to go on a tangent, but I won't. I won't because I, I don't think it's the day for tangents. Anyway, we'll go on, we'll go on to a, the, next, the next verse. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Um, and this is talking about growth. In the journey, growth is a big part of the journey. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. This is talking about growth. Our journey is a journey of growth. We always want to be increasing. In five years, I'm sure you want to be able to look back and say, wow, I've walked with the Lord. I've heard his voice. I've, I've done what he's asked me to do in the last five years, and I can see maturing. I can see growth in my walk with him. I'm sure that's your heart, that's our heart, is that we would, we would grow in our intimacy with Him, that we would grow in our depth of understanding of what, what He's doing, but also that we would be part of His kingdom, that we'd be used by Him. And it's actually the desire of every believer is, is actually to be used by Him and to hear His voice so that we know, what are you wanting, Lord? What are you wanting in my life? And so growth is a key part of that. But if you're like me, and we've planted some trees recently, I planted a few more um, sugar gum trees for good firewood, apparently. So planted some of those uh, last week, and 
And interesting, I'm looking at these little things, and they're, I mean, they're like two, 200 millimeters high, I think. They're tiny little things, and I'm putting them in the ground. I'm like, I hope these survive like a day of wind because they're so tiny and, you know, they're, I, I don't know. I hope they're still okay. But, um, but interesting what grows out of those things. In 10 to 15 years, these things are going to be like 25 meters high. And, and this is exactly what it's like in the kingdom. As we are sown into good soil and we're watered with the word of God and filled with his spirit and we get, get around his people, we grow deep roots and we grow deeper and deeper. And many of you have deep roots. And our heart's desire is that those roots would go deeper and deeper. But this is the journey. If we stay in the same place and we're still hitting the same problems that we were 10 years ago, then we have a look at ourselves and say, Lord, what's going on in me that is resisting the roots getting deeper and deeper? What's going on in me? Because we all of us desire greater fruit for the kingdom, greater fruit for the kingdom. And, you know, we really believe that, that in, in the coming years, that the fruit from our lives the fruit from our lives will be a great multiplication in this region. And that's, that's why that's, we believe that in the kingdom. We believe there's a multiplication anointing on us as a house. And it was great reading a few of the um, testimonies up on the board and just seeing, you know, some of you have mowed your neighbor's lawn or, uh, you know, cooked some food for them and just met other people and shared the gospel with them. And that's, that's mature roots multiplying the kingdom, isn't it? And it's exciting when we begin doing that. I'm, I've spoken to a couple of people who are like, wow, I've actually stepped out and done it. And the satisfaction and the joy that comes from doing that is incredible. That's because it's multiplying the kingdom that's already in you. And when we multiply the seed that we had, it's kind of exciting. And, and that it shows us that we are part of the kingdom, that we have got gifts and talents to share. Last one, experience and influence. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 says, Not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that sufferings produces endurance. Endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Now, this hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who He has given us. This is an encouragement that even if there are trials, even if there is persecution, even if there is sufferings, he's taking us through that season in life. The journey is, is taking us through that as we walk with him onto producing character. And someone with great character, you, you just want to be around them, don't you? They are good people to hang around with. They speak well. They, they have wisdom. They have, they have things that you need. And, and it's great being around those kind of people who have got a developed character because you actually want to ask them questions. You want to hear from them because you know they've got something that you need. And so when we've gone through um, sufferings and perseverance and trials and he's developing that character, then he releases that hope in our life. And that's why I love this passage of Romans chapter 5 because it's actually a snippet of life's journey. Sufferings, perseverance, character, and hope. And it's a bit of the journey, isn't it? Sometimes it's in little areas. Other times it's in our whole life's area. But whatever it is, he is 
with us on the journey to bring about a great destination and even an earthly destination, even an inheritance that will be an influential gift where our lives will carry influence with other people. And it can be three, it can be 3,000, it doesn't really matter. But that experience that he's giving you and I on the journey is so paramount to bringing about the influence. So you, you can look at areas of your life where there's been some tough times. He'll dig you out of those tough times and he might heal you up and bring about some strength. And then he'll give you influence. It's, I never thought that Karen and I would do marriage seminars. I, I really didn't. I thought we'd do revival seminars. But it seems like the heart of the Father wants to heal up marriages, wants strong marriages more than he even wants revival sometimes. And, and that's not something that you'd think in a, even in a culture where we love the signs and wonders and the presence of God. But, but he knows he needs a solid foundation to build on. He needs a solid foundation to build on. And, and if, he, if he really wants to build an inheritance and a legacy of the kingdom of God in us, what better place to start than with us and our marriages and our relationships? And... Um, I put it on, on Facebook, you know, the saying that actually uh, strong marriages equals strong families. Strong families equals strong churches. And strong churches equals strong Australia. And I actually believe that. That the kingdom of God, if we really are a family, then we're going to be so strong and so robust in the area of connecting with one another and relationship that... It really, it really, you know, the enemy will try, but he just won't be able to penetrate. He won't be able to penetrate because of that kingdom strength and robustness that we will carry because we've done the journey. We haven't rejected the opportunities of, of growth. We haven't cut off the roots that want to go really deep. We've allowed him to go really deep and allowed his kingdom to work in in our lives in a real and tangible way. And then we see the influence that comes from that. And I, I believe that he wants to make all of us great influences in every area of our life. You think about the amount of people that if you add up, the amount of people that you have, you know, monthly influence with, around, it's a lot of people when you add it up in this room. It's thousands of people. And, and that influence is because of the journey. That influence is because of obedience. That influence is because of our kingdom heart with him, walking with Jesus, knowing him, listening, being obedient, growing with him, letting the roots go down, and then he's, he's multiplying the seed, and that's what he wants to do in our lives. And that's what I want to decree and pray over us today is for an increase in that, an increase in the multiplication gift. Because I, I, I believe it's part of the Great Commission, that we are called to multiply, go forth and multiply, but not just multiply anything, but multiply his goodness and his love that he's done in our lives. When we speak from a position of testimony, we have authority. When we speak from a position of red knowledge only, it doesn't carry authority. People won't listen to it. But when it's lived out and people can see we've lived it out, and we're actually walking through it. We might not be perfect and know all the answers. But what we do say, we actually have a testimony because it speaks through our lives. And that's powerful, isn't it? So let's stand this morning. And 
just lift your hands and I want to just pray and decree over us this morning. Lord, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you that you take us on this journey of life. You take us on this journey. And Lord, we know the destination, but Lord, you are really, really good at walking us through this journey and giving us opportunities of growth. And so, Lord, we pray for those opportunities of growth. We pray for your obedience, for our obedience to agree with your heart, Lord, and that you would walk us through and that you would strengthen us on the journey. We pray for deep roots, even for this house, Lord. We pray for deep roots, kingdom roots, that would bear incredible fruit for the kingdom, where your love and your fruit of your spirit would flow out of this place and out of our lives all around us. Lord, I pray for great opportunities even this week of the multiplying gift, multiplying Jesus wherever we go. Lord, we pray for opportunities. We pray for obedience. We pray for hearts that would be receptive to your kingdom. Lord, we pray for those whom this house is influential to. We pray that there would be an open harvest field. Lord, we pray for the soil of the hearts that we come in contact with. Well, Lord, we pray for those who we've been praying for, maybe lost relatives or people that we know or, or others, work colleagues, study colleagues and, and people that we know. Lord, we pray for a fresh anointing even over us and over this house of the multiplying of the kingdom power and love of Jesus. Lord, we just receive that right now. We receive that by faith. We take hold of that which you've given us, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that even in the next week or two, you may give us opportunities of multiplication. I just decree a multiplication gift over us. Lord, a multiplication gift, not, not just of anything, but of your love and your power. Your love and your power, that, that, would, that would mark us, Lord Jesus. And Holy Spirit, we ask for your empowering today. We ask for your empowering presence that you would fill us with boldness, with opportunities, with awareness, with, a, with a, a ears to hear your voice speaking to us. And Lord, we just thank you for your heart. We thank you for this region. And Lord, we pray even right now, Lord, that you would begin to sow good seed into this region. Let us be good seed. Let us be sowers. Let us be seed of the kingdom. Lord, we pray for this region. We pray you'd lift any negativity off this region. Lift any poverty off this region. Lift, lift any depression and fear and anxiety off this region. Lord, we pray, we even in this house, Lord, we, we welcome those who need healing in those areas. And Lord, we pray for a house of healing for those who need relieving of depression and fear and anxiety. And Lord, we just pray your abundance over this region. We speak your life over this region. And Lord, I thank you for every family present here this morning. Lord, we pray for a great family anointing. We pray for a great kingdom family anointing to, to fill us an awareness, a strength, a robustness, Lord, an ability to, to bounce off any negativity or anything that's trying to, trying to come against us and to stand in your word, to stand in your truth and to be alive in what you're saying and doing in our lives. Lord, I bless every person here today. Lord, I bless our coming and our going. Lord, we just speak the name of Jesus over us, over our foreheads and over our relationships, over our finances 
over our decisions, even in the coming weeks. Lord, we just receive that the life of Jesus Christ afresh in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.